Hey guys, it's Heather from Kettle of a Plan, and this is my podcast, Planning a Life I Love. This show is focused on how paper, stickers, and pens can help you plan your life into one full of all the things you love most. Hey guys, welcome back to Planning a Life I Love. I'm Heather Kell from Kettle of a Plan, and I am the hostess of this podcast, and I'm so excited because in today's episode, we're going to be interviewing another planner friend. One thing that I really want to do in this podcast is give other planners a platform to share their story and to share how they've used a planner to help plan a life that they love. So I'm super excited to bring another guest onto the show today, and today we have Elise from Plan with Elise. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So I'd like to start out just letting you kind of introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, all the basics just for people who may not know you. Sure. My name is Elise, and I live in northern New Jersey, about 20 minutes outside of New York City for work. I build websites and do social media marketing, and um, I'm an aunt of a niece and a nephew who I'm very close with, and that's kind of the basics of me. I love being an aunt. It is my favorite. My nieces and nephews are like my whole world. So I totally yeah. love that you're an aunt too. It's the best. Um, I always said can... I didn't know. I didn't no, you know don't. like how much I could love someone until my nephew was born. He changed I my know. world. It's just something about like seeing a tiny human that like comes from your siblings. Like growing up, my older brother was the person who like always pushed my buttons. He knew exactly how to like make me mad and get me riled up and like he would just drive me crazy when we were kids and it's just crazy like when he was the first one to have a kid and my first nephew his name's Carter and when he was born it was just like this human came from this boy who drove me crazy my whole life with this little baby I mean I love my brother but it's just like the crazy and it's my brother's kids too and I think you know you and I have talked about how we both have lost a parent you lost your mom and I lost my dad and so when you also see a new human coming into the world who's a piece of the person you lost it's just really special yeah especially when you like see features like Carter looks my oldest looks a lot like my brother and me and my older brother look a lot like our mom did and so when i look at carter sometimes i see some of her features in him and that's just really Mm. cool so it's definitely awesome i love being an aunt um so where can we find you on social media for those who who are listening and may not already follow you sure so on instagram i'm plan with elise uh on youtube plan with elise and also i have a website planwithelise.com So be sure, listeners, if you are not already following Elise, you definitely want to. Um, I also, Elise, want you to just tell us your planner story. Like, when did you start using a planner? How did you join the planner community? How did you come into this Instagram world of planners? Right. So I always loved crafting, and I also always loved being organized, but never knew how to be organized. And so I remember it was 2018 and I went to Michael's, I was needing like a creative outlet and I just wanted, I used to roam the aisles of Michael's with my mom every summer looking for some new summer craft project. And I I had that bug where I spend my whole day on a computer and I needed to do something like physical with my hands. So I was roaming the aisles of Michael's and I came across the happy planner aisle 
And I bought a big happy planner, which I did not know at the time was a big. And I was like, this is massive. I can't put this in my purse. I had no idea the sizes. So I started looking online and I found Heather Kell (laughs) and started watching videos and was like, oh, wait, let me look on Facebook. And then very quickly realized there was an Instagram world too. And then just dove right in and never looked back. It's so fun. I feel like everybody that I've talked to so far on this podcast has said that they have found the happy planner because they needed a creative outlet. And I think that's just something about creative people that like we're constantly searching for a way to get that creativity out of us. So it's funny that you brought that up because I feel like so many people have brought it up. I think happy planner has a different type of way versus other planners that I've seen that really allow you to be functional and creative at the same time. And that's what draws in that extra creativity versus, you know, a, a planner you may buy it or an agenda notebook you may buy at staples or something right just different. i think the i think the disc system also lets you be more creative because you can add stuff in and it's not it's not as restrictive as like a spiral planner because right. you do have that ability to be creative with what you put in it because of the discount system it's one reason i love the happy planner so much this kind of sounds like an ad for the happy planner like <laughs> This is why We're it's both so happy planners. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so we kind of know like your planner story, your background, how you got into it. I want to talk about the obviously the name of the podcast is Planning a Life I Love. So I I I love to hear from my guests about how they've used their planner to plan a life they love. So when you hear the phrase planning a life I love, what does that mean to you? It means using my planner to set my purpose. You know, I am not a mom. um, I don't have a spouse. I'm just kind of a a girl in my 30s trying to figure out life. And having a planner allows me, whether it's my daily to-dos, whether it's setting goals for what I want my wellness to look like or happiness goals or writing down a memory of a day, planning a life I love helps me figure out what that purpose, what I want that purpose to look like at the end of my workday when it's my time and I get to choose what I want to do with it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So when you plan your life, what, because you did mention, you know, you're single, you don't have kids. So the way you use your planner might be different from the way other people do, or it might be the same because there's aspects of everyone's life that everybody plans, no matter what roles you have in life. So when you plan, what are some of the areas in your life that you focus on when planning? Sure. So, I mean, I think this year has probably been different for everyone in terms of life around COVID, but you know, I'll write down my daily to do's. I'll write down a friend or a relative to call and check in with. I will journal and often, you know, find prompts to, to talk, to reflect on for myself that day. Um, right now it's very helpful for me because I'm looking for an apartment. And so there's a lot of planning that goes into that and, um, probably mostly for budgeting. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to really dive into the budgeting aspect in a little bit, because one of the things I love most about what the content you put out is your budgeting tips. And I think you have a lot. I think, I think the way you present it is, which we're going to get into in a minute, but I think the way you present it is just so like real. Like it's, it's not, I feel like it's not this budgeting guru who's trying to teach 
me how it's like a real person really figuring out their budget and it's just more relatable, but we'll get into that more in a minute. Sure. So since you started using your planner, what are some ways that your planner has helped you to change your life? Aside from the friendships that I've made in the planner community and the connections, which are absolutely amazing. I've been able to sort of what I touched on before is find more purpose in those outside of nine to five areas. I've become more mentally aware of like mental health in terms of it when I'm happy and, and when I'm sad and, and how to get through that. Um, I have paid off debt because, and I've built, and I've built a budget because of my planner. Um, I don't forget things anymore, hopefully, because I have a place to write them down. And, you know, we spoke about the customizability of the happy planner system. I often have a half sheet near me wherever it may be. So I can always just pop it back into my planner. And then mostly it helps me to set goals and say, all right, when this week is done, what do I want next week to look like next month, next year uh, yeah. in my life? Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like when you said the thing about not forgetting things, hopefully I had, I actually forgot a haircut appointment, like probably three months ago, my hair lady texted me and was like, Hey, you're supposed to be here for a haircut. And my problem is when I'm with her, like at the salon making my appointments, I just put them in my phone. And then I'm always like, I'll write it in my planner when I get home because a lot of times when I go to the salon, I don't even take like my purse with me. I take my wallet and my keys. I just don't want to lug a lot of stuff around a hair salon. So I don't have a planner with me. I just put it in my phone. And then sometimes I forget to transfer it to my planner. And it's like, anytime mm -hmm. I forget something, it's because I didn't write it in my planner. But if I wrote it in my right. planner, I'm good to go. I just got to be sure to write it in there. So yes, <laughs> she kind of teased me about missing my appointment. She's like, I thought you were a planner. And I was like, <laughs> well, Lately, I've been using pencil to fill in like notes in December or, you know, months ahead, just like in my monthly and a teeny little bit, or I'll use a sticky note to put it ahead. But I really only keep like three months at a time in my planner. So hopefully no one plans anything that's further than three months out. Otherwise, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I actually hate pencils. I'm like a snob what? and I like, <laughs> I hate pencils. I hate writing with pencils. I just, I've never really liked, I'm so weird. I don't like pencils. So sticky notes are my best friend when, yes. when pre-planning. So, <laughs> so now that we kind of know about the basics of your planner life, I really want to get deeper into the topic of budgeting. Like we talked earlier, that's one of the reasons I definitely wanted to have you on the show is because like I said earlier, I think the way that you talk about budgeting in your planner is just really easy to relate to. It's not, it's not overwhelming. Sometimes when someone decides like, I'm going to get my budget in line. It can be a really overwhelming task. Oh yeah. But I feel like, I feel like you help to break it down in ways that is, aren't super overwhelming and they're actually like attainable. So I really want to talk about budgeting and personal finances. Um, I have used my planner a lot for budgeting. I'm not, I, I don't think I'm as knowledgeable about budgeting as maybe you are, but I at least have started. Uh, I started budgeting in my planner when I, bought it really. And it has helped Matthew and I so much with our finances. So I, I know it's like a great way to use your planner. So I just want to kind of talk about budgeting with your planner. So when did you start using your planner to help with your budgeting and how did you know that it was something you needed to do? Sure. So in terms of like spending money and everything, I would always just kind of spend whatever. I mean, I wouldn't go really crazy, but I would spend whatever and I would buy a lot of little things. And then around the time that I got a happy planner, um, 
I was in uh, collections for debt. I had a ton of credit card debt that I hadn't paid and I just ignored the problem and I wasn't being responsible and I just kind of decided it was going to go away, but that doesn't happen. And so I really had to start writing down. I was essentially paying off debt in a way that I was sort of paying rent, like double my rent each month. So it was a lot of money. And so I started writing down, you know, every dollar, where it was going, where it could go, if I would have anything left over, you know, if something would come up, I would try to figure out, you know, where that money would come from. So it was right around the same time that I got a happy planner or planner that I also paid off all of my debt and then became debt free and also determined to never get into debt again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that debt is just, we live in this society where it's just a normal part of life. Like it's almost, or, or our society makes it feel like it should be a normal part of life. Right. Like, it's just like people have car loans and student loans and credit card. And it's just like normal, but there is so much freedom when you can get rid of that debt and really tighten up that budget. So Absolutely. how do you, how do you use your planner for budgeting? So I, uh, before a month begins, I write down all of my, I write down my income, I subtract my expenses, and then I fill in the rest. I use what's called a zero-based budgeting system, which means every single dollar that comes in has a place to go. Whether that goes to uh, my health insurance, it goes to a grocery budget, or it goes to uh, a planner budget. Every item is accounted for. So I use a lot of filler paper, to be honest, just plain filler paper to figure out all those numbers. It probably takes four or five sheets for those numbers. I'm not great at math, but I do enjoy creating a budget. I use the monthly calendar to figure out when bills are due and when goals are. And I really love using half sheets to set uh, sinking funds, which we can talk about too. And then also tracking all of my spending because there's something called the latte factor where if you buy a latte every day, you're spending a lot of money. It's like people now refer to it as Starbucks factor. And you don't really realize how much you're spending until you write down every dollar, which helps to kind of open your eyes and see, oh, wow, this really added up. Yeah, that's that's not a latte factor, but an eating out factor happened to Matthew mm -hmm. and I recently. We just got in this hat. I hate cooking. People probably know that if they've listened to my <laughs> videos or Instagram. I hate cooking. And so Matthew and I got in a really bad habit recently of just ordering food all the time. And because we weren't going out to eat because with COVID, we've just chosen not to eat at restaurants right now. So we were just ordering takeout all the time. So not only are we paying for the food, but we're paying for the delivery and the tip and like uh, I actually sat down with at the end of October to kind of tally up like our expenses. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> we spent way too much money on this. And that's when I was like, I got to figure out it something else. And it's, I feel like we, it's sometimes it's just so easy to do the convenient thing and just swipe that credit card or enter your credit card in the app and not even think about it. But man, when you tally stuff up, it's just like, crap, why did I do the that? <laughs> the other benefit, too, of tallying stuff up like that is you, of course, you know, may be able to afford going out, you know, ordering takeout every single night. But does that mean you want to be spending all of that money on takeout? I know. Right? I, like, looked at all the money and I was like, I could have put that money towards the lights I want to get on my house. Yeah. But no, instead of 
spits it on food. <laughs> like, it's, so yeah, it is telling your money where to go. Even if you're not going broke buying it, you may not really want to be spending all that money. Right, right. Because there's on that category. Other, there's other things in life that I'd rather put that money towards than just right takeout. So, um, and Matthew also had a Starbucks habit for a while. And he was going like every day. And then last, probably around this time last year, we bought him an espresso. And mm. now he makes his coffee at home every day. And I mean, the Nespresso itself isn't cheap, but like over a year of buying Starbucks versus the Nespresso, it has yeah. paid for itself. So it does. And, and then once you've had it pay for itself, yes, of course, you still have to buy the coffee and the creamer or whatever, but it's still so much less money yes. than yes. if you were buying it every day. And honestly, he makes drinks here that are just as good, if not better. So yeah. Um, so how has using your planner helped you when it comes to your personal finances? Sure. So once I paid off the debt, I kind of had to figure out where the rest of my money was going. Um, since I've been kind of in planner land on Instagram, I've, I've been in a lot of weddings. I've been a bridesmaid in a lot of weddings, which are quite expensive. So um, I think the best example for that kind of thing may be that I you know, would put aside money every month for a bachelorette party or for the bridesmaid's dress uh, or the hotel or the gift and all of that. So that once that event happened, I knew that I had that money put aside. Um, in early 2018, I went on my best friend's bachelorette party to the Dominican Republic and I couldn't afford it. And she put it on her credit card because she's my best friend. And I paid her off for several months until, until that was done. And I never wanted to have to do that again. You know, she, she's incredible, but I never wanted to do that again. And so now when I go on a vacation or I come home from a trip, I know that has been taken care of outside of those bigger things like weddings and everything. Um, I love being able to set financial goals, whether it's saving for retirement that I always mark in my planner or my favorite line item is my thoughtful budget. I give myself a certain amount of money every month for something that I may not have thought of. So whether it's a friend who is going through a tough time and I want to send flowers or something random to buy someone Starbucks, um, being able to have a little bit of free money just to maybe help someone else smile is the, is my favorite part of my budget. Yeah. That, I love that. And, and it helps you to not feel like bad. Like I feel like when I know someone who's going through a hard time and I can send them something, it makes me feel like I'm at least doing something to help them. And, and, and and I guess when you have that set in your budget, then you're not also like feeling bad, like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or I shouldn't have spent that money because you have it for that, that reason. I love that you have that category. And I've had times where someone's gone through something and I've sent them something and then kind of been like, I really couldn't afford to do that. And so it's a very important line item in my budget because I account for birthdays and anniversaries and holidays and all of that, but you don't account for the unexpected, but you can, you can account for the unexpected. Yeah. You can account for the fact that life will have unexpected things. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And I think, you know, I, I wonder if the fact that we both lost parents at a young age is why we kind of think about planning for the unexpected and being there for people when they're going through hard times. Cause like I can look back and think of the people who did little things like that for me when my mom died. And like, I think you just realize how much those little things mean. 
Absolutely. You know, after, you know, within a week after someone dies, the silence kind of kicks in, right? And, and, you know, it's crazy for a week, and it's busy and all of that. And then that silence kicks in. So something that you can do to, to and it doesn't, of course, always have to spend have to mean spending money. Um, but I, I do think that because of what we've both been through, and I think we were the exact same age when we lost parents, has led us to this point of our lives where we do want to be able to help take care of others when they're going through something challenging. I think we're now at that point in life too, where several of our friends are losing parents. At Mm -hmm. least I I have had several friends lose parents now just because parents are getting to our, our friends' parents are getting to the age where they do pass away. When our parents passed away, obviously we were young for that, but now it's just, I feel like it's starting to become more common just because of the age we're at. So it is like, I think I love that you have that in your budget. It like makes me think maybe I should add it into mine too, just so that I I just love that you have that category. Thank you. It's my favorite. So earlier you mentioned that you like to set financial goals in your planner. So how do you, how do you do that in your planner? Do you have like a certain layout that you use or do you make a certain page or do you put it in your monthly or how do you do that? So in my monthly, uh, my undated budget planner, I'll usually put on the sidebar what my goal is uh, outside of my normal financial goals. But what I really like to do is take filler paper and I'll write at the top, you know, I did for this year, um, holiday gift, holiday gift fund. And every week or every month or when I sit down to write my budget, I'll set a number of course of how much I hope it would be. And then I add to it uh, every time that I put things in my planner. So there's that kind of set number where I think my holiday budget this year was $500. But then there's also setting goals for the unexpected. So I always use car maintenance as an example of you may not know when your car is going to need fixing, but chances are if you have a car at some point, it's going to need some kind of work. So even if you don't know how much you want to put aside for it, every month I do put money into a car maintenance fund or also just like a medical expense fund of something that wouldn't be covered by insurance. So that when that tire does blow or when the brakes do go, and I mean for that to rhyme, I'll be able <laughs> to look and say, oh, I have this much money set aside. I, I think of it kind of like a gift certificate for my car or a yeah. gift certificate for, I, I have this set aside and I'm not taking from another area of my life to be able to, to cover this cost. So I, I do it a lot with half sheets. I don't really use a specific layout or something. I kind of just note it all down. Which is the great planner. thing about the happy planner. Again, because it's so customable, <laughs> customizable, you could just make, I love making extra sheets that work mm-hmm. for me and then adding them into my planner. Yeah. Um, and then another I, one I did, I had set a goal for 2020 of saving a certain amount of money. And so I put box stickers on a piece of filler paper and I put the, with your, your lettered, uh, your Caliber plan lettered words for your planner sticker book. I think I got that right put the months of each one to write down what my start was, what my end date was. So really just putting it all down to keep track. I love that. I was actually about to ask you, how do you track progress with your financial goals? Cause I know that I remember you had like a go wild tracker where you were tracking yes. money set aside for that. So I just wanted you mm-hmm. to kind of share like those. Sure. So I'll, trackers. I'll put boxes for every month when it's something like save this amount of money in 2020 or for go wild. What I did was I took a stencil and I drew 
a bunch of hexagons all over a page. And I decided, okay, each one is going to be $10. And every week when I get paid and I have that money put aside, I use a marker to outline the box or to fill it in or color it in. Um, one of my favorite things that I've done is a page I'll call, uh, did I pay that bill? And I write down all my bills on one side, on the left side. And then on the top, I put all of the months of the year. And then as I pay it, I check it off because you ever have that moment where you're like, mm, did I pay that or not? And this yeah. way it's written down right in your planner. I love that. That's kind of how I use my monthly. Um, I put a sticker for all of the bills that I have due. And then as I pay them, I go in and I write what the total was and I check it off. And it's, that's been really helpful for me because one, it, it shows me, yes, I paid the bill. And two, at the end of the year, when I have to get like a bunch of stuff together for taxes, uh, since I own two small businesses, like a lot mm -hmm. of my bills can also be tax write-offs, like our, my internet and stuff like that. So it's just easy for me to then be able to flip through my monthlies and be like, okay, this was how much I paid each month because it's just right. right there. So, so yeah, that's how I use my monthly. Um, when you started, when you made the decision to kind of get a control on your finances, where did you go to find guidance or information on the best ways to do all of these things? Sure. So I say this all the time. Jen of Jen Plans changed my life. She ran a class through Wild 30, which is run by Go Wild and now is sort of what like Wild University as well that you and I both participate in, where she had a budget boot camp. And it completely changed my life. So Jen taught me and many others uh, what a zero-based budget means, you know, about retirement, savings, sinking funds, and all of that. So Jen was the original one who I learned how to budget from and then started doing more research and really uh, was intrigued by the Dave Ramsey budgeting system, which I, I suggest following loosely. You know, there, there's very, very strict rules in his budgeting system that aren't always aligned with my own. And uh, the budget mom, who is wonderful as well. I... Um, I think Jen has a class in Wild U now on how to save a thousand dollars fast. Yeah, I think that's the title. Yeah, yeah. She's and she was supposed to do a budgeting class before Go Wild this year. Before Go Wild got postponed, I imagine she's still doing it in 2021. But I don't know. But yeah, mm -hmm. she is definitely somebody. If you're listening and you're interested in finances and budgeting, Jen Plans is a great source. For, and she's kind of like you in the sense that I think she shares it in a way that's, that's not overwhelming. And it, it right. feels like, oh, I can do that. Which sometimes I feel like if you look at some budgeting programs, it just feels really overwhelming. So I just love it. does. If you look at Jen, if you go on YouTube and look up Jen plans, um, I think it's like her budget flip through, which she sets up every year or setting up her budget planner. That's really where... I was able to, to learn and, it, and it's attainable. That's also where I think it's different because sometimes you see someone's budget, whether like for me, I'm a single person. So sometimes when I see a marital income, I'm like, well, I don't make that much money, you know? And so you have to find, like, take it all with a grain of salt and find a way to make it work for your personal system. There's even a Facebook group called Dave Ramsey, low income. 
for those who are trying to get their budget in order, but they don't make the amount of money that they are seeing in some of those other Facebook groups that have great suggestions. And I love that. I, I love that you're single and, and sharing the budgeting tips because I will say when I was single, I was like, whatever with my money. I, I lived pretty much paycheck to paycheck and mm-hmm. just spit my money. And like, if I didn't have any money, I just put it on a credit card. And it was really when I got married, my husband is more of, when we got married, he was more like money con- conscious. And um, he, then I kind of took over our family budgeting and he kind of turned me into it. But right. when I was single, I feel like a lot of single people just maybe don't really focus on that as much. So I love that you do and that you show people like it's important no matter what stage of life you're in. Yeah, I believe so. So now that we've kind of talked about, you know, some some of your journey with budgeting, I really like to share with people tips and things that they can, tangible things they can do now to start getting a handle on their personal finances. Maybe something they can do in their planner or even just outside of their planner. So what are some tips that you have for, for a listener who maybe is like, okay, Elise has inspired me. I need to get my budget and my finances under control. What would you tell them to kind of start with? So the first piece is it's a piece of homework and uh, it's a lot of work, but I promise you it's worth it. And I can give you a less amount of work, but if you take a credit card statement or your bank statement, wherever you do the most swiping and you print out one year's worth of expenses And then you highlight and categorize to figure out where your money is going on average. And the reason it's a year is because your expenses in December are going to be different than they are in July. And doing that first step, which took quite some time, I figured out I was spending about $120 a month on Starbucks, which like to our earlier conversation is ridiculous to be spending on Starbucks. So the first piece would really be look at your numbers and see and see where they're going. If that's not possible, if most of your shopping is done at Walmart or Target and you, or Amazon and you have no idea what category it all falls to, today, write down what you spend today. Tomorrow, do it again. Every time you spend money, write it down and track it for a month, for two months, for three, or even just one week. And you'll start to see where your dollars are going. So either go I, backwards or forwards. I used to, uh, I need to be better about doing this. I probably haven't done it at all in 2020 because I feel like 2020 has like changed so many of our routines, but I used Mm -hmm. to print off um, our credit card statement every month and I would get like five different colors of highlighters. And at the top Mm -hmm. I would write like pink is food, yellow is gas, green is entertainment. And like, I would have like five categories and I would go through and I would highlight every single purchase on the credit card based on the category. And then, I mean, at the end you can look at it and most of the time you can easily see like which category you spent too much on. Ours is typically Mm -hmm. eating out because again, I hate cooking, but um, (laughs) just like, I feel like that visual, especially the first time you do it, you're going to be like, Oh crap. (laughs) You'll know right away. You'll know right away what, what areas you need to kind of tighten up on. for sure. And then I think the next basic step would be, even if you want to skip to this step, take down, take a piece of paper, write down your total income, subtract your expenses and see what's left. Expenses of course are bills, um, 
I wouldn't even say to put a category like food in there yet. Like see what's left after the bills that you know are due are subtracted from that. And then you'll see what you have left to work with. Then at that point, you can figure out what you want to do with that money that's left. If there is no money left, then you either need to cut your expenses or make more money. Yeah, you either you either need to be cutting out Netflix and Hulu or because because yep. when you because I feel like what you're saying cable. when you say to write expenses, it's going to be like the things that you have to pay because they have a due date, like right. And and then whatever's left after that, that's what you can then divide into categories like um, food and entertainment and gifts and car expenses. But it's more like your internet, your power, your gas, your Hulu, Netflix, mortgage, your rent, yeah. any yeah. of that, the bills your that debt. are due. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll see. Okay, what can I do? Like I cut cable. And I decided to just do Hulu and Netflix because it was more affordable and I didn't need all the channels. And, you know, you start to really see how can I, if I, if I cut this, then that money can go somewhere else. If I cut this expense or I cut cable, maybe I can reach a financial goal faster. Yeah. And one thing we did regarding cable, we cut, Matthew hasn't had cable in probably 10 years. And then when I've married him, we, he was like, we're not getting cable. We're just going to do Netflix and Hulu. But we do get sling TV during football mm-hmm. season, only during football season, because then I have access to a couple of different sports channels. I love college football. Well, that's a need live. for you, Heather. Yeah, that's it, not is. A lot. That's a need. it is a need, but I don't pay for sling TV year round because I know once football season's over, I literally only use that app for football. So, and for college football, not NFL football. So like, once that's over, I go onto Sling TV and I click cancel. And then when football yeah. season starts again, I go back in and I click start. So things like that, like if you realize you only use certain subscriptions, like certain times of the year, cut mm-hmm. them when you're not using them. Um, and I, note- I would also say during, because of COVID, I feel like some companies are letting you out of your subscriptions, mm-hmm. even when they they said they wouldn't like, for example, we had, we joined a gym in January, but then it closed in March. And so in April, we technically weren't supposed to be allowed to cancel for 12 months, but I was like, they opened back up in May, but we weren't comfortable going. And so I was like, we just need to cut this. I'm not going to just pay for this when we're not going. So if you do have something that you're like, I, I really want to cut this out of my budget, but I don't know if I can, a lot of companies are being more lenient right now because of all the financial strains a lot of people are under. My dad always used to say the answer is always no unless you ask. Yes. If you don't ask, you're never going to know. And another note, because this episode is airing on Black Friday, right? Yes. For the last two years, Hulu has done a deal. New signups, $1.99 a month. What? So what I did was to... Two years ago, I signed up. I have I have a couple of different email addresses, so I canceled my Hulu account, signed up for a dollar ninety nine, and then did it again last year. So, if anyone is interested in Hulu, or you or you already use Hulu, and someone else in your family has an email address, a dollar ninety nine a month for the year. And you know, I kind of feel like if they, since if this they do is, that again this year, yeah, if, if they, they do, do it again. I kind of feel like since this is airing on Black Friday, it's kind of funny that we're talking about budgeting on Black Friday, but I think it's also important to throw out there, like today, maybe don't just spend all the money just because it's a good deal. Like be mindful 
about what you're buying and the things that you really need or want, but don't just go crazy. I feel like, especially as planners, like, cause we know Michael's and Joanne's is probably going to have to oh, yeah. sales today. And we're all going to be like, Oh, all these sticker marks are so cheap. I need to buy them all. Like, just be sure you really mm-hmm. need to buy them before you buy them just cause they're a good price. I would recommend the, the, the question I always ask myself before I spend any money is, will spending this money help me reach my financial goals? If I see this planner or this sticker book that's out here that I really don't need, or even not, not even talk about planners, you see a great deal on a TV, you know, at Target, even though you already have a working TV, that's fine. Is spending that money, even though it's a good deal, going to help you pay off debt or going to help you save for a vacation once we can actually go on vacations again. I miss vacations. <laughs> I miss vacations too. Hopefully go wild in June. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but I do think, you know, will spending this money help me reach my financial goals? So really be mindful. I'd recommend this Black Friday and Cyber Monday weekend of what your goals are. I always try to make a plan especially before Black Friday, I like to write out the Christmas gifts that I need to buy Mm -hmm. so that then when I'm seeing all of the deals, I'm not just buying it because it's a great deal. I'm looking for the things that I actually need. And then I'm reminding myself like, you don't really need that. Yep. At least that's what I try to do just to have a plan going (laughs) into those. It also kind of covers that buying itch. If you're buying for people and for the holidays, then you you just like want to spend, you just want to do it. Now you have a reason to. Yeah. Yeah. Within within reason. For sure. So do you have any other final tips for budgeting before we wrap up? I do. Um, Write down what your financial goals are and it may be going on vacation. It may be saving for retirement. It may be paying off your mortgage figure out what those goals are, or it can be my, you know, a thoughtful budget like I do. Because once you actually write down why you want to be better financially, it gives you something to look at, put it in your planner, put it on a sticky note on your wall, figure out your why, which will then make the process smoother for you. So you're not just like, why am I doing this? You know exactly why you're doing it and you can do it. I feel like knowing your why is like, the most important thing in every area of your life. Like I love the phrase, know your why. Like, why am I doing a budget? Why am I running this Instagram account? Why do I have a YouTube channel? Why? Like just knowing your why helps you to stay motivated in whatever area it is that you're trying to focus on in life. So I love that. And your why can be as simple as not repeating past behavior. Yeah. If you're someone who spent poorly in the past, it doesn't have to be some grandiose, massive why, life-changing. It can just be to make changes. Yeah. I love that. And I also, there was a quote that you wrote on the notes that you haven't said yet. And I really want you to say the making the budget is easy quote. I love that. Ah, okay. So this is what, yeah. Making a budget is easy. Sticking to a budget is where it changes your life. Making a budget is just math. But I posted something on on my Instagram story last night that was saying, what would your bank account tell you if it could speak? And it said, don't transfer money into savings just to transfer it back into checking. So um, when you stick to a budget, that's where it's different. Anyone can write down how much money they want to spend on something or want a budget. But when they stick to it, that's where you see the changes happen. 
And I think that when you sit down and make a budget, like I know I've, I, the first year that me and Matthew were like, we have to figure out our budget. We took a spreadsheet and we put our income, we put all of our expenses, just like you said earlier, we tallied it up to see what was left. And then we divided it into categories, just like you said. And I remember realizing like some of these categories needed to be to have smaller money than what we were spending. And I remember thinking mm -hmm. it's going to be so hard to stick to this budget. So I think that even when you make the budget, it can be really overwhelming to actually stick to it. And so I think right. you just have to like give yourself a chance. Like don't just be mm -hmm. like, Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like make the budget and stick to it and, ch and change it as you go if you need to, but don't give up just because you feel overwhelmed. Yeah, and, and definitely change it up as you need to. You know, you may realize you need to spend more money on groceries than you thought, but maybe there's another area where you can you can cut back a little bit. I know so many people like you have been doing their nails at home since COVID, and that's a great money saver. Um, so give yourself Unless you room buy all the colors. That's true, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> give yourself a little bit of room to adjust your budget based on your needs. You know, give yourself some grace. You're doing better than you think you are. Hey, and honestly, just starting a budget and trying to stick to it, that alone, you're doing better than what you are doing, you know? Absolutely. So I do have and, one more question that I just thought on of. That. Oh, sorry. You, you share your last note and then I'll ask you My last note on that is if you make a budget and you stick to the budget and you're doing great for a week, a month, a year, and you fall off, it doesn't mean you can just do it again. Yeah. If, if there's a day where it does not work, it doesn't mean you can't start again. Don't put all your work in the trash because it didn't, because you couldn't follow it at one point or, or an unexpected expense came up. Life happens. Yeah. And that's great advice for like any area of life, mm -hmm. but I love it for your budget too. But a question that just popped in my head, what yeah. do you do? And we're kind of backtracking a little bit because I kind of want to go back to like what you do with your budget. What do you do when you have extra money that you didn't know you were going to have and you didn't necessarily plan to put it in a certain category. What do you do with that like, extra? Yeah. So right now for me, that extra is all going to, I'm hoping to move in the next couple of months. So I'll, a security deposit, furnishing an apartment, all of that. A great example would be a stimulus check, right? Because a lot of people got them this year. I didn't touch mine. I know that the goal was to help boost the economy, but I didn't spend any of the money in mine because I felt like there's never going to be an opportunity where I'll get a check for this much money again. I don't know what's going to happen in life. Of course, when those checks came, things changed for me a lot in the, in the coming months, but I recommend don't do anything with it. I put it in general savings where if something comes up, that's unexpected or it's something that I really want. And I, I have thought about and, and I've, I've compared prices and all of that, that may be good. However, if you're someone who has debt and plenty of debt that you need to pay off, when you come into unexpected money, first see if you have an emergency fund. Everyone should have an emergency fund of $1,000. Then once you have $1,000, try to save for one month of expenses, two months of expenses, three. And the ultimate number is really one, one that you're comfortable with. For many people, 1000 isn't enough money. But if that extra money comes in, either put it towards an emergency fund general savings or to pay off debt. I love that. I hope that I wasn't that. too confusing. No, I think it's great. I think it reminds people like, you know, you have options. It kind of depends on 
what your current financial goals are. Like, is your goal right Mm -hmm. now to get your $1,000 savings? Is your goal right now to pay off extra debt? Is your goal right now just to stick it into savings for like a rainy day? Or I I love that you gave several options. So that was just a random question that popped into my head. Yeah, it's a great question. Curious. So um, thanks for coming on the show, Elise. I think that people probably learned a lot about budgeting from you today. And I really enjoyed talking to you about it. I just, uh, I want you to remind people where they can find you on social media if they want to go give you a follow. Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. This was a ton of fun. Uh, Plan with Elise. Elise is spelled I-L-Y-S-S-E on Instagram and YouTube and planwithelise.com. I have a blog where I talk a little bit about uh, budgeting. I talk about planning. I talk kind of about all areas. Um, So my website, Instagram and YouTube. Awesome. And I will, I will link all of those in the notes of the show in case you want to click the links to get to Elise's account. I highly recommend following her. She's super fun to follow. Um, So anyway, thanks for coming. Thanks guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of planning a life I love and we'll see you next week. What are you waiting for? Grab that planner, those stickers and those pens and go start planning a life you love. I'll see you on the next episode. Happy planning. 